Hey, I'm McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel. teams and the Suns claim the season opener taking down the Mavericks 106-102. Hello and welcome everybody into another edition of the Suns panel and or as we're calling it for these post-game shows the lunar panel. <laughs> Ahoy hoy glad to have you with us as always next to me the silver fox that Please do not purr at me at almost midnight. Do not do that, Dave. Dave King. How are you, Dave? YOLO. And then uh, the caramel thunder from down under the man in the box below us. It is Saul Bookman. Saul, how are you, my friend? Good, good. It's a little late, but uh, I didn't need a nap like you two guys did, so I'm good. You're Dude, older. You guys than have me. no idea. I yeah, take no man, nap. My, you know, I got kids, man. They're they're all teenagers. They keep me up oh. all night, man. That's just how it goes. You'll, you'll get there someday. You'll get there someday. Look, look. It is it, when we're recording this. It's eleven forty-five at night, uh, <laughs> December twenty-third, <laughs> after the Suns' uh, big season tip-off win against the Dallas Mavericks, one hundred six, one hundred two. You saw the uh, the ending clip with the great Kevin Ray on the call there from our friends at Fox Sports Arizona. Look, I'm just going to come out and say this, and I said it on, on Twitter, but this was a Steve Buscemi win, right? This is this is ugly, and that's fine because it's a good. if you want to be a good team, you've got to win ugly sometimes, especially when you're playing a team that you're going to uh, potentially be going up against for playoff seeding. The Suns took care of business tonight. Uh, first half. They got off uh, to a quick start thanks to Devin Booker and, and Mikhail Bridges. And, and then it was it was sloppy a little bit. It was back and forth a little bit, but the Suns get it done. Initial thoughts from you two gentlemen. We'll start with you, Dave. Man, I, I this was an ugly game from the Suns. I mean, they played with hustle. They played with effort. The second unit really showed up when they needed to show up when the Suns needed them to. I mean, uh, uh, you've got just off the top of my head, you've got Chris Paul and Jay Crowder hardly making any shots all game. You've got Devin Booker making only a couple in the second half and the Suns still win. And did you guys know how many, how many turnovers Devin Booker have? Or are we talking? I think, about he, had, he, had, I think he had eight or nine at one point. Eight turnovers. Yeah. When was the last time Devin Booker had eight turnovers in the somewhere Suns were anywhere in the game? So good win. Yeah. Very Look, good. Look, he was he was pressing because Chris Paul had a rough night, and at times you saw that where he was trying to do a little too much. But in the yeah. past, those were the games they'd lose by thirty because Devin would press. He'd get out of his rhythm. Nobody else could pick up the slack. And instead, tonight they pull out the four point win. Saw what stood out to you in this game. I mean, really, I think Eddie kind of touched on it earlier in the game is that we are going to have games like this in the first 10, 15 games of the season. Nobody's going to have a rhythm. Everybody's going to be a little bit off. And uh, and I think the teams that have good veteran leadership are going to find ways to win. 
And I think this is where you saw Chris Paul, despite the fact that he only had eight points in that, and when it really counted most, he made a play when you needed it, both defensively and offensively. And uh, and then he kind of spurred that over to Booker, and Booker hit that that pretty much the game winning shot um, that kind of sealed the deal. So I, I thought that overall uh, they could have run away with it easily. I think they're a much better team than Dallas. I think Dallas completely relies on the three way too much. Like Eddie kept harping on, it's one of his little his little things. He's very anti analytical, <laughs> but um, but I think to a large degree. <laughs> the, the Suns are very much a, a, a much better team than the Dallas Mavericks. And you know what? Uh, funny enough, earlier in the game, in the pregame show, TC had didn't even have the Mavericks in the top 12, and I kind of laughed at it. But the more I watched the game, I was like, I can kind of see that. Now, yeah. I don't agree with them. Oh, look, the Mavericks did not have Chris Dapps. Uh, Luca looked like he uh, forgot there was going to be another season soon after the last one ended. Uh, you've got you. The Dallas didn't look that good either. The Suns played some good defense, but Dallas just didn't look that good either. So, uh, but it's really, really nice sign that other teams don't have to just show up to beat the Suns anymore. And Dallas is a good team. They will be a pretty good team, especially you're right. So if they don't make their three point shots, they lose. If they make their three point shots, they win. Um, not tonight necessarily, maybe tonight, but um, on most nights, that's that's how they're going to be in the playoff picture because they're going to make enough threes to get there. Uh, and the Suns are going to be a lot more diverse on offense, uh, and they have two closers. The Suns have two closers taking turns. Look, if you if you look at tonight, this was probably a worst case scenario when you look at things that that were going on with the Suns. Chris Paul do- doesn't play well, doesn't have much of an impact. Jay Crowder can't find his stroke, right? DeAndre Ayton gets in foul trouble. And every other big, uh, not named Jalen Smith, which is really just Damian Jones at this point, gets in foul trouble. Uh, and by foul trouble, I mean he almost legitimately fouled out in, in his first uh, quarter of play. So the Suns can't get in much of a rhythm their offense never starts clicking, yet their defense and mm. some of the guys on the peripheral that, that you don't expect to be the guys that necessarily are going to do everything for you come up big. Campaign plays well defensively, mm-hmm. gives a little bit of a spark offensively. Cam Johnson comes in and plays well, and it's not just shooting from deep. He cuts to the hoop. He gets baskets in in close. Uh, He plays very well, gets some great assists as well in this game. The second unit was a huge deal for this team. Uh, And in particular, and you guys know I'm going to go here, and I think we're going to see a clip here in a second. And it's Langston Galloway. He comes in yeah. and he scores 11 points in eight minutes and gets a four-point play. He was the spark they needed as the Mavericks took the lead. He winds up being the guy that kind of keeps them afloat and puts that second mm-hmm. unit on his back uh, to a certain extent. The second unit scores 41 of the 106 points. And that's what the Suns were missing in previous years, uh, in particular at times last year, was a bench unit that can truly help them. And this was a unit that was still missing Dario Saric uh, and uh, Frank Kaminsky as depth uh, in in terms of bigs. So to me, that was huge for this team and, and the big reason why they were able to win, even though it was ugly at times. And even though Chris Paul 
did not play great in his in his well, I mean, son's debut. Forty three points for the for the big three. Forty three points. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again this season. I hope it doesn't. You know, you 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 would you would right. normally bank on sixty from that from those three sixty combined somehow some way, and they got forty three. So you had mm-hmm. to make it up somewhere else. Galloway, as you mentioned, was fantastic. Cam Johnson, man, it, it was like we Love got last him. year Cam Johnson mm-hmm. in the first first quarter, and then we got this year Cam Johnson in the second, <laughs> third, and fourth, and it was great to see. He was phenomenal the, tonight. Mikael Bridges was awesome right. tonight. Yeah. Had his had his moments as well. Langston Galloway campaign. I, dude, I, I'm a big campaign fan. I loved him in the yeah. bubble. I continue to love him. He was the first uh, backup guard off the bench. It wasn't Javon Carter. And uh, I just thought campaign was was lights out tonight. Did all the little things that you need to back up Chris Paul. That defensive we, play where he got to talk a little ball. more about Mikhail Bridges. I was just saying that Go defensive ahead. play where campaign got that block was something special. But, yes, yeah, so let's talk about mm. – uh, Mikhail Bridges, before we move into the box score, his impact uh, was unbelievable, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he made three. Look, he was the only one making threes in the first half. I think the Suns barely made any more threes than Mikhail did. He had he had half their threes. I think he had four of the eight threes. Um, he played really well. He played. Look, Luka Doncic is going to get his points. I don't know if we want to spend any time about how ugly it is to watch Luka Doncic play basketball. Some people just love him, but God, I I just, I don't know. Um, I don't, I just don't like watching him play. And Mikel made it really hard on him. Mikel makes it so that Luka's only way to score is, uh, is to drive at the rim. Luka didn't have any great passes because of the Suns stayed home on their shooters uh, while Mikel played uh, as much um, solo defense as possible. And and Luca had to really fight hard for his points. I thought Mikel was tremendous, plus the four threes and uh, having some dives to the rim as well. So uh, big props to Mikel. I thought he was pretty much their MVP tonight. The other thing I would like to point out is, is like everybody was kind of in a, you know, in a tizzy a little bit, some, some, faction of Suns fans over Rubio versus Chris Paul. How much of an upgrade is that really going to be? And I think we all can agree shooting and scoring wise, we were going to see a big jump to Chris Paul. However, I think the thing that was kind of missing in all that was the fact that Chris Paul's defensive skills are a little bit different than Rubio's. He's not, he, he doesn't rely on that kind of tricky kind of, you know, close to the body stealing kind of game. He can anticipate and you saw that in the fourth quarter when he came up with the steal at a crucial time in the game, and uh, that that made all the difference in the world. And I think that's that's where you see the difference in Chris Paul versus Ricky Rubio is those things. I think he also had an impact on Mikhail's ability to get those open shots early in the game because his gravity on offense pulled guys in, and they were able to find Mikhail, who was the open guy in a lot of those situations, which was why he got off to such a hot hot start offensively in that first half. But the big p- play that Mikhail Bridges gets MVP for the game for me is that offensive rebound uh, with just seconds left. Like That, was, that yeah. was what sealed the deal there, and it was the little things that he and Cam Johnson were able to do that are huge. And I think this team only goes as far as Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges take them, you know, and in particularly offensively, because they're going to need those two guys to be reliable offensively at all times. Now, Langston Galloway, get your property on Langston Lagoon. I'm telling you, it's going fast. It's hot right now, but I think he's a guy that will ebb and flow. 
throughout the season, but you need Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson to be there. So why don't we find out what's in the box? Do we want to do, do that? It, it, it's in the box. What's, what's in, in the, the box? box? <laughs> Let's talk about the box score. Tonight, as, uh, box me, baby. I was, I was hoping Saul had some crazy. Uh, you know, I, 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 I slacked on that one. I have all the other graphics. I'm sorry, guys, but yeah, I didn't have the box. The most, I was look, too busy doing social media tonight. So I, yeah, I was, I was hoping we had like Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box or something. Sorry, oh, ooh, seven man. reference. You oh know, my. Wow. Hey, we're, it's late night. It's the lunar panel. Wow. We can go a little different. I was going to go with a, the SNL skit with uh, Justin Timberlake and uh, oh. Andy Samberg in the it box. It is Christmas. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is, it is, it's almost Christmas Eve as we as we do the lunar panel here. So, and that so would be this appropriate. Is Christmas. Oh, All right. God, don't sing. Wow. Do not sing. <laughs> Dear Lord, do not sing. So, Suns again win 106 102 over the Dallas Mavericks in the season opener. And looking at the box score, I mean, it wasn't, as we talked about, it wasn't necessarily a pretty night. Suns shoot 48% overall. 36 from three, which is huge. They go 11 for 30 from the three-point line. But free throws, a, this, a team that was known for how good they were at shooting free throws last year, they yeah. wind up shooting only 70%. And Devin Booker even struggled at the line going four of six. I know that's a, a, tough to say struggled, but uh, that was there were a couple that, that caused some clenching there at the end when he when he missed a few. So look, uh, not the greatest night went across the board, but Devin Booker, who got off to that very hot start, finishes with twenty two points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, uh, second leading scorer with eighteen points, he adds in seven rebounds. And two blocks, and obviously lockdown defense on Luca, and then Cam Johnson uh, off the bench with 15 uh, points, five rebounds, an assist, and a steal. And as we mentioned, Langston Gallery with those 11 points in nine minutes. Uh, one guy we haven't talked a lot about, and I think the box score uh, kind of highlights one of the problems tonight. DeAndre Ayton plays 24 minutes, mm-hmm. scores 13 points. Grabs 18 boards, has a steal and two blocks. But the problem is eight boards, eight boards. Oh, excuse me, eight boards. But the the problem was the four fouls and the three that he picked up early limited him and changed his aggressiveness. I think he came out trying to show people that he was aggressive, but that hurt him. Yeah, he just committed. He committed three offensive fouls in that first quarter. I, I also think that the refs were very much in preseason trying to get in their own oh, game sure. mode as well. And I thought that killed DeAndre in the first quarter because mm-hmm. th- some of those same calls, he weren't getting called against him in the fourth. And I know sometimes that yeah. happens in the course of the game anyway, but man, there's like even the over the back call, I'm like, couldn't you just let that gone? Like it wasn't that big of a deal. Let's just let's just call it the way it is, though. He had a terrible game. I mean, he had he had a bad game. DeAndre Aiden was bad. Uh, here's some things I I, I noticed. How, how was he bad? Tell me how he was outside of fouls. How was he bad? Tell me that. Uh, well, offensively, he didn't. Uh, he, he had a couple of times where he put the ball on the floor and tried to dribble into a guy, but he's oh, he's still he's still taking the fadeaway um, uh, shots in in the uh, in the paint. You know, instead of driving to the hoop. Um, he didn't make a lot of decisive uh, moves offensively. 
Defensively, he, he played pretty active. By having three fouls, you're not going to be uh, early three. No, early but fouls, if you're, you're drawing fouls, if you're drawing fouls, you're you're not going to worry about how many fouls you have against you. I mean, that's the thing. He's still not true. drawing the fouls. He he knows they have no depth behind him. He gets three early fouls. That changes yeah. a guy's approach to the game. That's uh, hey, let's let's turn this into a positive. Let's uh, Jalen Smith had a hell of a first game as a rookie, didn't he? Because Damian Jones came in and was even worse than than the starter. And then uh, Jalen Smith shows up and he hits some tough shots. He's aggressive. He gets some rebounds. Uh, the Suns actually out rebounded the Mavericks, and that's really good because the Suns had trouble with with their big men being out there. Uh, so I thought that was really good gang rebounding by the team, and I thought Jalen Smith was impressive as a rookie. Like, I mean, Jalen not... Smith hit two buckets. One of them was a fadeaway jumper turnaround, and the other one was a wide open dunk. I don't understand how like that was a phenomenal game. <laughs> as a like, rookie, he didn't have any sure, summer I mean, league. He had barely any training camp. He had no warm-up scrimmages before the season. Sure, he looked but you like see he knew what he was doing but, out there. But I, mean, I understand that he's a rookie and all that other stuff. But my my, I'm going to go back to this. Like Da was not very good in the first half because he barely played. He was in foul trouble and he missed his like only three or four shots that he took. Cool. In the second half. He was completely different. Like I would argue that he even had the most in, in, important rebound of the game in the fourth quarter, getting that bucket after an offensive rebound when when the game was tied, and it kind of spurred the Suns on. So I don't know. Like I think there's very different lenses that people can look at Da through for sure. Three three minutes left. He grabs that board against what I think it was three Mavericks. He gets the offensive board. And he goes hard to the room after he gets the board. He gets fouled and he hits the two free throws. That was that was a momentum changer in the game. And yes, that does not make up for for everything else that happened. And and yes, the foul trouble is concerning. Part of it was the refs. Part of it was DeAndre's decision making. And I, and I'm not saying that that this was a great game from him, but he had an impact. He made. He made plays down the stretch that impacted this win. So, uh, look, you can you can hate on him, whatever you want to do. Oh, come on. It's I mean, not I'm not hating. saying it's you are, calling Dave. him out for a game. Dave, I'm not saying <laughs> you. I'm saying in general people can hate on him if they want, but he did have an impact down the stretch. Nope. And I get it. This was not a, a good game. This was by no means a good game from, from DeAndre Ayton. I will absolutely agree with you, Dave. That that DA needs 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 to be more aggressive going to the basket because he's gonna have to draw fouls and I will agree that he took way too many jump shots for my liking as well. But yeah. um, to say that he had a bad or he was awful, I'm just like, oh, that's a little. I think that's. No, a I'm little gonna say I'm gonna say Chris Paul had a bad game. Jake Crowder right. had a bad game. He was minus ten. DeAndre Ayton Jake had a Cowder bad game. was minus twelve. Yeah, it's okay sure. to say they had a bad games because yeah. the Suns are still good enough to win. I think that was the most impressive thing is that the Sun, Suns were still able to pull out that win despite their stars. And Devin Booker had a really uh, bad second half until he hit that one shot, which obviously was a huge important one at the end there uh, to to seal the win. Uh, but before that, I mean, he he. I would say he did after, not have a great sense outside of the game. first quarter. I would say Devin Booker had a terrible game. Yeah, yeah. see now I you're mean, hating he, on Booker. Oh, well, I mean it, out out, but see how I said outside of the first quarter, not just <laughs> Devin Booker was absolutely trash. I didn't say that. You know what I mean? Like 
he was he outside was of saying the, the tone quarter. early and winning the game at the end. <laughs> but, but look, if I, if I told no, you, no, I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just if, having fun. If I told you before this game, Crowder and Chris Paul would combine for right. four for 15 and score 12 points, and that Jalen Smith would have had to play 16 minutes because of the foul trouble for all your other big men, you would not have thought this would be a son's win and that they led for a majority right. of this game. Uh, and that's, that's what's encouraging about this is they found the way to get things done. You know, guys found a way to pick, right. uh, pick this team up uh, from the bench. You know? And Jay Crowder, even though he didn't have a good game, he did have what I think we're probably going to call the play of the game uh, here, and I, I believe Saul has this, where he gets this amazing no-look pass to Jalen Smith for the dunk, which was one of two buckets from Jalen Smith. <laughs> yeah. Real real tough one here for him. But at least he threw it down hard. He probably could have thrown it down harder, but at least it was hard. I'm I'm kidding. But that was that's the thing, where, where a Jay Crowder, even on an off night, will have a play like that that's impactful. Yeah. And in a four-point win – a play like that that's an easy bucket obviously uh, has a major impact, and that was one that uh, kind of got energy going too. Yeah, Jay did have nine boards and four assists, so you're right. He, he Other than uh, the fact he couldn't make a shot, um, except the one in the fourth quarter that was really important. And talk about talking about the fourth quarter, the Suns finally have closers, man. I mean, that's more than just the one in Devin Booker. Chris Paul made a, a couple of huge plays in that fourth quarter in the last two or three minutes, and that's exactly why the Suns brought him in. He was bad. Uh, he, he had a tough first half. Um, he had a tough third quarter. Then he comes in in the fourth, and he gets the steal and, and the drive, that drawing the foul and the free throws, and then that jumper. And he had a couple of great passes that Chaucer uh, didn't get knocked down. Uh, he was the guy um, uh, when he had the ball in the fourth quarter. And then Devin Booker made a couple of big shots. So I think, or the one big shot anyway. And so I, I, it's really nice to know that the Suns are not going to make dumb mistakes in the last two minutes. And they can actually pull out a game. That's how you end up with a winning record in the middle of the pack in the Western Conference playoff race is by closing out games. You know, one of the things that was kind of cool to watch is, is you can you're starting to kind of see glimpses of what this team could look like if everybody like maximizes their potential and they all come together, right? You you think about like the Warrior teams where they were really good and everybody kind of gelled together and and certain players started to step up above and beyond what their expected role was going to be. I you got a glimpse of that tonight with Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges. I think that's you know, you, everybody talked about losing Kelly Oubre and the energy that they provide, uh, he provided and, uh, and, and everything that he brought to this team. Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges absolutely stepped through that door and said, hey, yeah. don't worry. We, we, we got this. You know what I mean? And so it's just – that's what excited me the most out of tonight is watching those two young men play a phenomenal game. Yeah, the, hey, just having all those guys carry over from the bubble. You got Cam Johnson, who was better in the bubble than than during the season before that. Campaign. Uh, Javon Carter had a quietly good game. He didn't have a big impact this game, but he was still good. And, and so all those bubble guys really came back into this season showing that it wasn't just a mirage in the bubble, and that was really positive for me. Yeah, I mean, the, the plain white tee, Cam Johnson, he, he, he was just doing little things we didn't see him do before and and not just settling for that three but getting to the hoop and and making those plays and, and that's what i really mm. liked out of him 
Also, bef- oh, I'm sorry. I thought yeah, you were going to sneeze or something. I thought you were taking a breath. Before I drop this whole DA moment, uh, I know you think he didn't play well, Dave, but defensively, he was outstanding tonight. Deflected many shots. He got an, uh, even deflected a Doncic's uh, shot from yeah. the perimeter. Um, you know, he, he played a solid defensive game overall. There was a one point in time in, on defense that I was like, what are you doing, DA? Like, he was he was yeah. solid all the way through. I, I'll be give him that. I've, I've been able to say that in a long time. Oh, really? No, I'm usually I'm usually real happy with his defense. And you're right. He was good um, on the on the non box score stat kind of defense that he has been very good at as good positioning, good um, uh, deterring guys from taking shots at the rim or even driving all the way to the rim. He was very good in those things. Absolutely. And, and pivoting and, and sliding. That was all good. Yes. I, I guess I'm focusing more on the offensive game. Look, it, again, not coddling DeAndre Ayton. It was not a good game. I'm not saying that, but I think it's, it's so many people look at it as all or nothing with him, and there there were good moments tonight for sure. Two things I want to bring up. Uh, thank you to Cy, one of the flaming ballers in the chat, who threw in a $5 donation on YouTube saying, uh, Dave, please never sing again. So I'm very <laughs> – Thank you for Everyone that. in my life has said the same thing. Dave, Dave's never going to see that five bucks, but please do not sing ever again, Dave. I got to see the donation in here, and then I won't. I swear, I promise. You guys do that donation. And I, yes, and also I want to. I want to say I'm glad, regardless of if it's eight a.m. on a Saturday or midnight on a on a Thursday. Dave's internet still sucks, so I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad no. that is becoming a tradition here on the Sun Solar Panel like the or the Lunar Panel. As I don't know what the f- but you've heard enough on? from from us right now about this game. Let's listen to a man who knows a lot more about this team and hear what head coach Monty Williams had to say after the game. Well, it's one game. You know, I don't want to make declarations about this team, um, but we, we've we've shown, you know, since I've been here and. and we brought in guys that we feel like are resilient. And um, with the foul trouble, you know, Jalen stepping in there and playing well, Langston coming off the bench, um, there's a resiliency about our group to just stay the course. And so that's something that we can, you know, hang our hat on and, and grow from. Yeah, I think that that speaks volumes. And Monty hits the nail on the head. Uh, it's one game. And you know that's what he's preaching to these guys, too. Great. You won the first game of the season. You know how many times you did that when you finished with 19, 20 wins, talking to a handful of guys who experienced that? It happens. Now you need to go out there and do it again, you know, and and build on this and go into Sacramento and learn from the mistakes in game one. It's nothing – Nothing given, everything earned is 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 the mentality here, and I like when you hear Monty say that as well. Oh man, come on! So says Jay. You guys <laughs> lie to me. Those commercials, yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie. Every time I see the commercial, I'm like, man, we need to redo that one. Yeah, we do. I <laughs> especially the one Dave talks in. Yeah, we need yeah. To redo that. we definitely need to do it with Dave's uh, hamster Wi-Fi over there. So, <laughs> oh, man. oh, so. So when you look at it, uh, Monty talks about you know the, the one game, the grittiness of these guys, and, and kind of the mentality. Is is it sustainable? 
the one game we look at it is this going to become the hallmark of the Suns team this grittiness uh is it repeatable what do you guys think Saul why don't we start with you oh yeah absolutely I think it's repeatable because uh, Monty's going to preach defense more than anything else defense 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 and it'll lead to offense and I think mm. this team is buying in defensively you know I, even in the first half you got Mikhail straight off right off the rip blocking Luca to start the game like okay well there's the tone setter you know and then after that campaign had a couple blocks you know <laughs> you know D, da had a couple blocks like overall this this team didn't fall apart because defensively they were they were they were pretty good they're not even gonna, they're not even as great as they're going to be this year it's game one everybody's learning so i think this is absolutely something that they can build on moving forward it, right now it's just survive and move on to the next game you know, you're not really, you know, looking for a world-beating performance or the chemistry to be perfect. It's going to take some time. I wouldn't even look for that until you get to at least February. And then you'll start to see this team gel midway through February and um, and really be the team that we think they're going to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's repeatable. I, I, I Because they have the two closers, because Chris Paul is one of the best clutch players in the NBA. Uh, Devin Booker is one of the better clutch players in the NBA as well. And you've got Mikel Bridges doing all the little things. You got Cam Johnson doing all the little things. Jay Crowder is going to have better games. These guys are good, and we haven't even seen Dario yet. And uh, I'm a big fan of Dario because he does the little things. He does the stuff to win games. He doesn't look real pretty when he's bulldozing his way down uh, toward the rim or anything like that, but he he is a dog, and he gets things done. Campaign, Javon Carter, they got a lot of guys who are not going to wilt under pressure, and I'm really looking forward to watching these guys this season. That's for sure. Look. Look, we have to ask that question because we've, we've seen this script before to, to start a season, and you just have to throw it out there. I agree this team will get better. Uh, I'm actually glad that it started at kind of a lower point because if they come out fired on all cylinders, people would freak out when they had the inevitable game where they didn't look as good because this team had a truncated uh, a truncated training camp. Uh, there's all these weird COVID restrictions, so you're not building team chemistry like you normally do in a season. So, yes, of course they're going to get better. I just wanted to, to throw that out there as we look at this. Well, I want to move. Uh, we, we've talked analysis of this game, but it wouldn't be a lunar panel or a sun-solar panel without a little fun, right? So we are introducing a new segment here that we're going to call Hot or not. And no, for those of you that grew up in the 90s, we are not looking at pictures late night on the internet and telling you if oh, somebody's man. hot or not. That is not what we're doing. This is not the original Facebook, okay? But, but I can tell you, the Silver Fox X me, not. All right, we'll just go there. But let's, let's actually, the premise of this, guys, is I'm going to show you each a tweet. You're going to tell me, is this an actual hot take or not an actual hot take from tonight's game on the internet. The first one, I think Jalen Smith was playing an air guitar to celebrate that Booker three hashtag reporting. Is this a hot take or not a take at all? I'm going to say not a take. Dave? I'm going to say, uh, you know, I'm going to give it credit. That's I'll, I'll give that hot take. He, I really hope he was playing air guitar when that three went in. That was great. Guess what? This was actually somebody that's a legit reporter that tweeted this. This was our friend <laughs> Gina Mizell on Twitter, who now is working for the team, 
who tweeted that out. That is a legit, that is a hot take from tonight's game. Let's move on to number two because, you know, everybody likes a late night game show. So why the heck not? So number two is Chris Paul, his neck deep in that job. He's what we call washed like a load of clothes in the spin cycle. Is a hot take or not a take at all? Hey, Saul, is your, is your buddy uh, on Twitter? I got to know that before I answer the hot take or not take. My buddy on Twitter? What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, it was your buddy that, that said he was so close. He's not in the bathtub, but he's standing next to it. Uh, Corey Williams. Corey, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. No, no, he's is he not. on Twitter? Yeah, he is on Twitter, actually, yes. Oh, is. So is this, is this a hot take or not a take? I'm going to say not, not. It is not a take. It yeah. is not a take. <laughs> it is not a take. I made that one up. So uh, Dave is 2-0 and oh, and Saul is 1-0. <laughs> Of one, so let's see the final one. Not too many top picks getting three fouls in the first three quarters in their third year. A lot of threes there. Uh, you'd think Aiton would have learned by now. Overreaction equals Aiton continue to walk the line between mediocrity and bust. Is this a hot take from tonight or not a take at all, gentlemen? Saul, we'll start with you. Just let me rub my ears. Woosa. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say it is a take. Uh, I'm gonna say it's a hot take. It's a hot <laughs> trash take, but um, I'm gonna say somebody probably said that because there's a lot of people that say that kind of stupid stuff on Twitter all the time. Uh, I have a lot of, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to say. I'm gonna have to guess. I didn't see that one, but I'm gonna have to guess that's a, that's actually a real take. That is a hot take from oh. at Dallas. TC, the reason you didn't see it, it was actually tweeted directly to me in a reply. So, yes, that is a hot yeah. take. Dave goes 3-0 and in a hot or not. Yeah, because Dave spends I'm far almost too like much DA's time record against Luca. I, I, here's here's a I before we all go, and I know I'm kind of throwing this, I know I'm kind of stealing the show, Espo. So just you know, put the gun okay. down. But if you guys <laughs> didn't see Tom Chambers uh West. Uh, you know, uh, uh, top 12 teams in the West. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but it was very like, what? Uh, and so I kind of wanted to see what people thought about it. This is his projected Western Conference standings. He has the Suns finishing Ooh. in eighth. He has the Dallas Mavericks not even in the top 12. And he has the Minnesota Timberwolves at six. Okay. And, and he is, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. TC, What's going on here? <laughs> TC, if you'd like to make a wager on this, uh, you know, I am happy to make a wager with you on this. There is not a chance in the world that the Minnesota Timberwolves wind up higher in the Western Conference than the Phoenix Suns. There is just there's not a chance that that happens. I'm sorry. And there's no it, way the Kings no. win more than the Mavericks. <laughs> look, look, the, the Suns, the Suns very well might wind up eighth in the West. I, I, I understand that. Fine. But I just do not see any any way in the world that the Timberwolves finish there at six. And I'm even gonna go hotter take here. I think the Phoenix Suns wind up with a better record than the Portland Trailblazers. I do oh, not yeah. understand Ooh. the obsession with Portland this year. Charles Barkley, the other night, TC's uh, teammate in the 92-93 season there, talking about how he's going to wager a hundred grand yeah. on on Portland to win the West, uh, you know, and, and TC putting them at four. I don't see that at 
all. I do not understand the fascination with them, and I really don't understand TC's fascination with Minnesota. Uh, I respect TC's basketball knowledge. Obviously, played the game uh, a lot longer than me at a hell of a higher level than I ever did. I just don't get. I, I don't understand the. Minnesota I mean, I, I understand the fact that you might have played the game. That's cool. It, it, that helps you see things within the game that help you know, when you're doing your color now, uh, analyst stuff or whatever. But I mean, that doesn't mean that, you know, everything that is going into these things. Right. So if, if that were the case, Michael Jordan would be the best owner of all time as well. Cause he yeah, was the best right. player. You know what I mean, so <laughs> Just like, because you played exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I got to disagree with my man TC, man. I just, uh, I saw that today. I was like, oh, oh, somebody in the chat said, I think that's one too many uh, Kevin Willis elbows to the head for TC. (laughs) (laughs) TC could still, uh, you know, dunk on me, nutmeg me like he did with Mark Jackson. The hoop would have to be eight feet, but he could still do it. He'd still score 60 on me if I were trying to play defense on him. (laughs) He is a much better athlete at this point than I ever have been in my life. But yeah, I just, I'm sorry. I do not see, yeah. I do not see Portland or Minnesota uh, in that the way he has it. Maybe uh, here's my hot take. Just for clarification, Eddie Johnson had the Suns at six and the, and the Timberwolves were at like, I think 11 or 10. So that was a little bit. That's of even high for the Wolves. I think they'll be around 13 or 14. I can see my, that. If it my clicked. hot take is though, the Suns are going to be better than Utah this year. Ah, uh, that's uh, uh, you. Yeah. Okay. I I could see it. Yeah, could, Utah. I I, it. Utah has peaked. I think with, with their current iteration, and they just gave Rudy two hundred million dollars uh, to to experience the downhill slide. I, I I just think they have capped off uh, as high as they're going to go uh, in the in the West, and I think the Suns are going to be better this year. I think they could wind up being a four five matchup. The the Jazz and and Suns. There's there's a world where that happens because I think. I think they're kind of like the Western Conference Spider-Man meme right now. They look at each other and and there's an awful lot of hey, I kind of recognize that myself and you uh, between those two teams. I, I, a lot of that. Yeah, for sure. And then another thing off the the broadcast, obviously, it, they pounded this thing to no end tonight. I think you know what I'm talking about, right, Espo? The the good old. Banana, the banana boat, boat. The banana yes. boat. Now they they had Monty, Aiden Booker, and Chris Paul on the banana boat. But my question to you guys: Imagine this. Eh, you thought I was going to get away with this, huh? Imagine <laughs> this. Yeah, I got that. Here we go. Imagine this. Who's on your banana boat? For the Suns or in general? Just whoever. <laughs> in general, let's have fun with this. Who's on your banana boat? First off, I don't get the banana boat here in. in in phoenix are they on tempe town lake and if so why is there so much so many waves in tempe town lake right it's a windy day plus i'm uncomfortable with the thought of writing any fruit i don't know that's just weird to me it's I, not uh, a real banana <laughs> it sure looked like it in that graphic i'm weirded out by that have you, never, been, have you never been on a banana boat no, do I look like a guy that spends a lot of time at the beach in a swimsuit? I've been on a no. banana boat. No, it's I, fun. I, yeah, no, I have not been on a banana boat, nor do I expect <laughs> to be invited on a banana boat anytime soon. You know, this well, is hilarious. Boat. Here we go. We're going to go to like Canyon Lake, and you and I are going to go on a banana boat, buddy. Okay. You guys tell me how it went. 
I'll be, I'll be oh, still you're going with banana too. boat. No, with you, I ain't Saul. going. <laughs> right. Saul can be one of my guys on the banana boat with me. There we go. There All right. right. I want to hear. That was the whole thing. That was the, the whole reason why I even put that up is so I could be on Espo's banana boat. Saul just wanted See, to, take, to get me to agree to ride a banana boat with there him. You go. Right. If that's if that's the case, I think Kristen McDougal has to go on that banana boat too, just for the awkwardness of her doing a forty-eight, uh, you know, on, for Fox Sports Arizona on the banana boat with us, because that would just be very weird. And then uh, I want Shaq on our banana boat too. Shaq, because, sink it. <laughs> well, I'm kind of a heavy guy, so we need somebody to balance it out. <laughs> now, I hate to admit it, but. Shaq's probably, you know, only 80 pounds heavier than me at this no, point. Dude, so no, I need to, I need no, to get even out that no. banana boat. I, I, you're trying All to right. put yourself down, Espo. There's no way he's only 80 pounds <laughs> right. heavier than you. So Here's my you. banana boat is going to be former co-host Tim Tompkins. Saul, Espo. Screw you, Dave. <laughs> what? You said you're on it. Yeah, it's my bad. I, I, I jumped again. Espo. It's the four it of us on the saddest banana boat in the history of banana boats. <laughs> Blaze is in, uh, in Megatron in the chat. And one of our flaming ballers is of the same mindset. He says, banana boat, yeah. Dave Espo Saul, and Tim hanging off the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, my gosh. No, you know what? Get to Rick, see. Rick Johnson is correct. We should all go to bed. We should. That is correct. It is now almost 1230. So we're going to wrap up this uh, first edition of the Sun's uh, Lunar Panel, as we're calling it. We will not panel. I'm sorry. We're not doing this after every game because no. I'm an no. old man. No I one wants to it. see us doing this after but, every game. Special we'll, games. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we'll do it after marquee games, special games. We'll choose it. You know, maybe who knows if if it's a big enough game, maybe we'll do a pre pre game show and a post post game show if it's big enough. But we'll be here. But we will be back on Saturday, eight a.m. Arizona time, slaving away for you guys the day after Christmas I to talk to more sun. So thank you so much to our friends at Fox Sports Arizona for all the help, the promotion, uh, for letting us borrow Saul, and for all the highlights on tonight's show. Make sure to follow all their social channels. In particular, head over to their Facebook page and hit that like because you can see us there every Saturday morning and all these special editions of the show we'll do. Uh, he is the Silver Fox, Dave King, at Dave King. NBA. Happy holidays, everybody. The, the NBA is there because, well, He's not with anybody else late night. He's with us, so he needs That's to make right. himself feel better. That's my whole life is NBA. <laughs> and the the Carmel Thunder from down under it is Saul Bookman. <laughs> you can find him on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. I am at Espo on Twitter. You can always follow the show at Sun Solar Panel on Twitter as well. So for the guys, uh, we'll talk to you next time here on what will be the Solar Panel. But thanks and good night from the lunar panel the suns win 106 102 season opener against the dallas mavericks behind 22 from devin booker and 11 in eight minutes from langston galloway get your langston lagoon uh, property now we'll talk to you next time here saturday morning on the sun solar panel